take you for a few minutes, few minutes back to the early 90s. Does anybody remember the early, I know some of you are like, I don't even, I wasn't born, I was like negative seven. Okay, how many was, how many, how many remember the early 90s? Anybody? Now listen, thankfully this morning I didn't pull out any early 90s wardrobe, frankly because it doesn't fit. Um, uh, and you wouldn't want to see some of that stuff, I'm sure. But the early 90s, I want to take you back just for a few minutes and, and I want to see if you remember some sayings from the 90s. Are you with me? All right, here we go. The first one is this, and, and here's the deal. I can't just say the word. I have to make sure we act it out, okay? And, and you have to get your head flipping and stuff. The first one is, as if, anybody remember that one? Come on, look at your neighbor, and you got to do it right, right? As if, yeah, all right, pretty good. And we we in the 90s, we in the 90s, we didn't just have uh, diamond rings. We had bling, bling, bling. Some of y'all think you come up with that. No, that was the 90s. There was another one. If you got excited and you agreed with something, it was booyah. Look at your neighbor. Don't scare him. But look at your neighbor. And go booyah. Yeah, booyah. Some of you are like, I ain't never said that. Well, you just did. If you like something, if you like something, it wasn't just that's good. It wasn't that's nice. It was the bomb. Oh, that's the bomb. Some of you are like, I don't remember any of that. Well, you weren't the cool kids. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're probably the one that's really good and really smart, and I was the one that was really dumb. Anyway, if somebody come to you, somebody come to you, and they brought something your way that you didn't want to talk about, you would look at them and simply say, don't go there. Don't go there. Uh-huh. This one I still use today. That tells you how dated I am. Uh, when something was your fault or your mistake, you didn't say, I'm sorry. You said, my bad. My bad. That was the 90s. That was the 90s. My sister was uh, really good at this one. She would say, no, duh. And you have to like, I don't know if you like put your head, no, duh. It's like really weird. No, duh. Uh, I didn't use this one. A lot, but I did, and my mom, I did it to my mom once. Somebody say once. Did it once. I said, take a chill pill. She responded with, I'm going to give you a whole lot of medicine for what I'm about to do to you. So, uh, I did, she didn't hurt me, though. I'm okay. I'm still here. Um, and then we shortened a couple words. We shortened a word. Instead of saying, what's up, we said, sup. Sup. Kind of weird. How many think some of them sayings are still crazy? Yeah, how many still say some of them today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you do. But but I want to take you, I want to take you to one saying, and it's actually what the title of my message is this morning. But I want to take you to one saying that was popular in the 90s, and I'm going to need your help this morning. I need you to get your hand ready. Get 
your hand ready. Go ahead, put your right hand up. Okay, put your left hand up. If you can't, put your right hand up. Okay, just put, put one hand up. That's all I care. Okay. And what you have to do is you take your hand and you go like this. And you say, talk to the hand. How many remember talk to the hand? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jen back there having a revival in the sound booth. She said, talk to the hand. And I've heard talk to the hand because the ears aren't listening. Talk to the hand. I've heard talk. Look at your neighbor say, talk to the hand. All right. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. We're going to look at Psalm 47.1 this morning. We're going to go somewhere today. I promise you. 47.1 says this, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Somebody say it with me. Say, clap your hands, all ye people. Who is all ye people? It's everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Shout unto God with a voice of sadness. With a voice of defeat. No, with a voice of triumph. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, I am so thankful for everyone that's here. I'm thankful for what you're about to do in this service. I thank you for what, for the word that you've given today. And Lord, I believe that lives are going to be touched. I believe hearts are going to be transformed. I thank you, Father, today that we're not just here doing a service, but we're here that you would come and fill this place with your presence and transform us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. There are some things this morning with our hands that I want to share with you and how we can relearn the phrase, talk to the hand. Is that all right? But I'm going to need your help. Look at your neighbor. Say, he's going to need your help. Look at your other neighbor. Say, he's going to need your help. The first thing that we can do with our hands, and listen, I'm going to give you a few things today. I promise you there's a whole lot more, uh, but we're not going uh, down a whole list, okay? Uh, because you would be here till lunch or dinner, uh, and we have a service tonight. But there's a few things this morning. The first thing is clapping our hands. Can somebody clap your hands today? Very good, very good. It's a sign of appreciation or approval. Has anybody ever clapped at the wrong time? Right? You think something was going to be said, or maybe you heard something, like, hey, Pray for that surgery. Things didn't go well. The doctor said there's not much time, but keep praying. Yet, yeah. doesn't quite make sense, right? Doesn't make sense. Thinking others are going to clap with you and, and waiting. How many's been in it? Well, I know I've been in a church service before, and I'm like, man, that guy's preaching good. And I start clapping, thinking everybody's going to join along, and it's just me. I was like, well, go ahead, me. Go ahead and clap. This morning, we have power in our clap. In fact, clapping is a type of worship. It's exalting God and saying, God, we exalt you with our clap. Not only that, studies have shown that clapping actually draws the attention back. Now, if someone comes at you, now, now, now today they say they clap at somebody, but if someone comes at you and says, hey, 
turn their attention, then you want to hit them. But, but you get their attention. But when we clap, sometimes our minds are wandering everywhere about what's going to happen. And the stage isn't normal. And, and man, we've we got this going on. And what are we going to do for lunch? And I hope the kids are being good. And I hope church lasts four hours so the kids can stay back there. And, and, and all those things. But when we begin to clap, it takes our focus off of all that and should put our focus on exalting an awesome God. There's power in our claps. So do, do me a favor. Can anybody be appreciative this week of what God has done in your life? You're, you're getting it, yeah. Can anybody be appreciative of God protecting you this week? Listen, I want to share this. I'm going to share this. I'm so thankful, Miss Hannah. I'm so thankful for Miss Hannah today. She took the word literally. She grew and multiplied the church this week. She had a little one with us, the first, first Sunday. You can appreciate that. Yeah. Let's, let's, play a little, let's play a little quick game. We're going to play a quick game. See if you can help me this morning. If you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will show. If you're happy and you know it, if you're happy and you know it, y'all clap wrong. It was stomp. Okay. All right. Don't get too happy with the clap. All right. We, clapping our hands is one. Somebody say, clap your hands. Look at your neighbor say, but talk to the hand. The second thing is this. I got to get myself right. The second thing is this. Uh, it's a handshake. How many's ever given someone a handshake? How many's ever had one of those awkward handshakes? Like the, the limp fish one? Like, what is wrong with their hand? C come here. Pastor Doug does a good job. He's a very firm handshake kind of guy. He is a put her there, partner. I mean, see? And he goes in. Well, go back, go back. He, he's here. He brings it, brings it from way back. That's a, that's a shake. That's a shake of agreement, of greeting, and also of letting him know that you are weaker than him. <laughs> I remember when I was a young man, um, after a disagreement with friends of mine, we would be fighting or arguing, and, um, and my mom would come to me, and she would say, that's enough. You shake hands and get over it. My sister, I had to hug her, and that was terrible. Shake hands and get over it. It was settling whatever the deal was. And I want to tell you this morning, whether we knowingly or unknowingly have done this, some of us have made some agreements this morning that probably we shouldn't have. Some of us have made some deals with the devil. I won't bother you if you won't bother me. I won't bother you, you won't bother me. I won't tell my story and share my salvation, you don't bother me, everything's going to be fine. But how many know this? If you're going to make a deal with somebody, you want to make a deal with somebody that is truthful, that is honest, that is faithful. How many of you would go to buy a used car? 
and you read everything online, you did all the Google stuff online, and online you found people talking about this guy not being very, very truthful, that the cars that he sells have been totaled and flooded, and, and, and that all of them last for about a week, get it off the lot, and that's about the warranty you got. No returns, no refunds. I'm going to go, I'm going shopping there. Anybody think that's a great place to go buy a car? Absolutely not. But the problem is some of us have tried to make deals with the devil, and that's the most unfaithful dude you're ever going to know. He's never going to tell you the truth. He's always going to try to trap you and always try to get us convinced of what his way is that's right. And can I tell you, his way always ends in destruction. Somebody say destruction. It won't work. We need to quit making deals with the devil. Can I tell you many times we make deals trying to get ourselves out of situations that we shouldn't be in? Instead of making a deal with the devil, we should start going on the offense against the devil. You say, wait a second, wait a second. I told him I wouldn't bother him. He won't bother me. He will not stay away from you if you're part of the kingdom of God. He will always come after you. Listen, I'm not worried about playing defense against the devil because, yes, he's a big devil, but I'm going to tell you, my God's a whole lot bigger than what he is. I don't have to worry about what the devil does. So we have clapping our hands. We have a handshake. The third thing, third thing, and I'm going to need some demonstration up here. I need this. has got to be a good one. Chad, you, you, Pastor Chad, you, you, you do a good here. Come on, come on, come on. And, and let, me, let me find somebody. Dylan, come on. You don't get to punch him. We're not talking about hitting. No, that's not it. That's not it. This one here. This one I like. This is good. But I got to get, I'm, I'm, I'm following my notes right now. This one here. This morning, when two people have their hand lifted up and they are celebrating, it's called a hand. Somebody help Dylan this morning. Somebody. Some days I wonder, I'm like, Lord, thank you. Here, let me help you. Got a boy. And you can do it, Chad. I know you're smart, Chad. One hand lifted up in celebration, and they smack their hands together. It's called a what? High five. Oh, they tried to do the old cycle. That was that was the high and the low. Oh, that was, that was, listen, that's tricky stuff. Let's not go there today. But we have a high five. Let's try it again. Now, do me a favor. If you're close enough to your neighbor, give them a quick high five. A high five. Now, here's the deal. High fives usually occur when they're celebrating good things. You don't normally high five people at a party. Some, some, stay there for a second. Stay there for a second. Let's say for a second, help me this morning. Let's say for a second. 
that, that Pastor Chad, Pastor Chad, um, that, that he, he, he lost his job. Okay. He's, he's sad. He's upset. And, okay, come on. He's like, Jesus, just answer my prayer. Okay, stop. Here we go. Y'all say that, and then you wait for that bill to come in. You're like, I wish I worked at that terrible place. Okay. So, Pastor Chad, he's lost his job. He's upset. He's crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go to Pastor Chad and be like, woo, congrats. Get High five. Why? Because he's upset. That's not a good thing to celebrate for most of us. It's, it's not a good thing to celebrate. Thank you, guys. Not a good thing to celebrate, but we have a high five when there's good things happening. But this morning, I want to tell you, we've got to be careful high-fiving the wrong thing. You see, because the enemy of our soul has a really good way of disguising himself in such a way that if we're not careful, we're high-fiving things we don't even understand. This morning, let me give you an example of when you may high-five the enemy and not even understand it. When you choose division rather than unity, his hand's up, your hand shouldn't be. When we choose religion over relationship. When we choose hate over love, when we choose our plans over his prayers, when we choose our thoughts over God's word, when we choose to disconnect rather than connect, listen, every point, the devil's hands up going, yes, let's go. Don't go to church. Yes, let's go. Don't worry about going. If we're not careful, we'll find ourselves celebrating. Because here's the deal. Listen, this morning, do me a favor. Ah, I'm going to high five. Come on, I'm going to high five somebody. Y'all don't even know what I'm celebrating. Don't. I was smiling. You don't know what I'm celebrating. Can I tell you this morning, that's a trick of the enemy. It's a trick. You don't even know what you're doing sometimes. You're like, why don't I do that? Because, listen, you're so worried about high-fiving somebody, celebrating a situation. And can I tell you, the devil's meaning destruction in your life. And you're like, yeah. What did I have? Tell your neighbor, though, the title of the message is Talk to the Hand. Today, this morning, the Bible talks about someone that is going from this earth into the heaven and continually accusing us, tattletaling. Anybody like a tattletale? How many used to be one? How many got delivered? Okay. Tattletale. Listen, tattletale. They're going to God and telling God everything we've done wrong. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. Can I tell you, it's Satan. It's the enemy of our soul. And today, the enemy of our soul is watching us. And he's listening to our thoughts, our words, our actions. You say, wait a second. Does he come to church? He's more faithful than most church people. 
And what is he doing? He's taking note of everything we do wrong. Every thought that we thought shouldn't have been thought. Every message that we wrote, even though we didn't send it. And he's going and he's telling God, did you see what they did? Did you hear what they did? Did you know what they did? He's tattletaling on How many know he rose from the grave? He rose. The problem here is, though, that the accuser of the brethren is telling God all the things that I'm doing wrong. I told you he's going up and down from earth to heaven, telling every telling God, hey, did you hear what he thought? Did you do you know what he thought? Do you know what he said? Did you see how he looked at that person the wrong way? And this morning, if I looked at the if I looked at the devil and I said, Hey, devil, talk to the hand. If I did it with my hand, he would see a flawed person. He'd see a person that is imperfect. He'd see that person that thought the wrong thought. He'd see the person that that probably didn't act the way he should have one or two times and He's seen that person that might have told a lie before. He, Come on, are you with me this morning? That's what he would see. And he would be right. He could say, you know what, I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm taking it to God. And if, he's, if I talk to the hand devil, he's, he's seen it. He's right. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But this morning... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Bible says for us that are saved, we are bought with a price. We're not our own. We're not our own. And so this morning, here's what happens. If we are saved, if we've asked Jesus to be in our life, if we've lived for him, here's what happens. When I say, devil, talk to the hand, he doesn't see mine, but he sees the nail-scarred Nazarene. He sees Jesus, the hands that were on a cross for me, died for me. You say, well, what does that mean, Pastor Steve? Let me, let me get here. Everything's working wrong today, so that must mean that everything's working right. Just being real. My notes quit working. The sound quit working. That must mean that the devil's working because God is working. Hear me this morning. So what does it mean? He sees your hand. He sees God's hand. He sees the hand of Christ. What does that mean? Romans 12.10. I'm glad you asked. Romans 12.10 says this. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Hear me this morning. 
You say, well, what does that hand mean? Does that hand mean the devil won't come at me? No, it means that he's going to have to shut up because there is power because of what Jesus did on a cross for you and I. There's power in the cross. Last week we learned how to shut the door on the devil. This week I'm trying to tell you how to shut the devil up. How to shut the devil up. Hey, talk to the hand devil. Not mine. His. His. We, we, have, we have clapping hands. And, and we have a handshake. And we have a high five. And we have the nail-scarred hand from Jesus. There's just one more hand I want to talk about. And I remember on June 21st, 10 years before my daughter was born, I was at a church in Kokomo, Indiana, and I heard a guy preaching. I cannot tell you what he said, but I can tell you this. He said, if anybody doesn't know Jesus, I want you to slip up your hand. And I did. And then he said... I want you to come to an altar and somebody's going to pray with you. I didn't even think twice. I went over and I found a friend who was saved at the time. He was probably 15, 16. I, I can't remember exactly his age. But I remember grabbing him literally by the chest and looking at him and saying, I need Jesus. This morning, clapping hands are great. Handshakes are great. High fives are great. The nail-scarred hands are there for a purpose. But they are no good unless you decide to raise your hand and surrender, saying, I need him. This morning, I know you may think it's coincidence that we had a sound issue. It's coincidence that my notes quit working. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you is not coincidence, any of it, nor is it coincidence that you're in this building today. This morning, I'm simply going to ask you this. If you'd bow your heads and you would close your eyes. Some of us have made the decision a long time ago. Maybe we've strayed away. Some of us may have never made the true decision to follow Christ. Some of us may have never made that determination that I need a Savior. We think we're, we're too bad. We think we've gone too far. We think we've done too much. This morning, I'm telling you, if you've seen my history, you would say, man, that guy's preaching. We're not perfect people. We're imperfect people serving a perfect God. And His grace today is enough for you and I. The words that were written on this board this morning, maybe some of them were you. Maybe some of the things that were said in the, in the, in the beginning intro, maybe that was you. Maybe that is you right now. But today... Today, I'm not asking you to clap your hands down. I'm not asking you to handshake. I'm not asking you 
to high five. And here's the thing, guys. God's not asking us to go to a cross and die a spotless, sinless life as his son did. But this morning, the question that I believe is being asked in this building is will you choose Jesus today? Will you simply raise your hand and say, I need If that's you in this building, if you're in this building and you need a Savior, this morning we're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We're going to simply ask that you raise your hand. This morning, not raise your hand because of me. Not raise your hand because of a painting. Not raise your hand because of music. But very simply this, raise your hand as you are acknowledging to God, I need Jesus. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you, will you raise your hand if you need him today? One, two, three. morning, would you do me a favor? Would you stand on this house, stand in this house? Listen to me this morning. There were hands that went all up over this auditorium all over this auditorium. There may even been one or two that didn't because you just think you're too far away. But here's what I'm asking you this morning. You raised your hand. You say, I need Jesus. I need him. I need a Savior. Do me a favor. I want you to grab the person's hand beside you just say, can you go pray with me? Say, Pastor Steve, I don't want to do that. Listen, don't come by yourself. And if you will, I'm listen, if there ain't nobody beside you, Pastor Doug's down here. I'm down here. If you need Jesus this morning, will you come? Come on. They're coming right now. They're coming. Are you coming? Are you coming? Come on. Are you coming? Come on. Are you coming? Are you coming today? Come on. Yeah.